Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's why we've gathered here this morning. We can express our love and our thanksgiving to him for he's worthy, saints. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If he never does anything else, he's done enough to be worthy of our praise this morning. Lord, you have redeemed us. You have called us by name, O oh God. You've made us sons and daughters of the living God, spotless and perfect in your sight. How wonderful a thing this is, O oh God. How magnified you are in our midst this morning, Lord. How glorified you are. Be honored, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. We lift our voices. We lift our hands, O oh God. We lift our worship to you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my heart just cries out in worship this morning, Lord, for all you have done, Lord. Blessed be your holy name this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's just stand all together. Amen. I want to sing uh, In Prisoner's Chains. I bless your name. I bless your name. In Prisoner's Chains With bleeding stripes oh, Paul and Silas prayed That night And they oh, here's the key and in their pain began to sing, began to sing, the chains were loose, and they, hallelujah, hallelujah, I bless your name, I bless your name.
saints. Amen. I believe that. We're just going to go to prayer at this time. Amen. Brother Joseph Kindle, could I ask you to open the service for us in a word of prayer, please? Do you have a testimony that our sister Violet Laws wanted to share with us? She says, I want to thank the Lord for taking my migraines away. I was having migraine headaches for the last four months. I went up for prayer a week ago, and I haven't had a headache since. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you, sister Violet. Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Amen. And he is still the same today as he always has been. Amen. If you have a request on your heart that you'd just like to lift before the Lord this morning as Brother Joe comes. Thank you, Brother. Well, Lord God, we are so, so thankful, Lord, to be in your house this morning, Lord God, and just to bask in your presence, Lord, and how you're presence is mighty, Lord Jesus, and we hear the songs, and we, we sing your songs of praise, Lord, and we love it, and our hearts are raised within it, Lord God, and we're just so thankful, Lord Jesus, to be in the house of God again, Lord, just to hear another service, Lord, and we're all here pulling, Lord, for your word, and we thank you, Lord, for the testimony of Sister Violet, Lord, and how our migraines are going away, Lord Jesus, and Lord God, we thank you for that, Lord, for you are the mighty God, Lord, you're the healer, Lord Jesus. And we believe in that, Lord Jesus, and we believe in your word, Lord. And when we, when we say, Lord, we lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover, Lord, we believe in that, Lord God. So, Lord, I just pray right now, Lord God, praying for my mother, Lord. She's in the hospital right now. I just believe, Lord God, that you would go and touch, Lord, the white blood cells, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, we believe, Lord Jesus, that you are a healer, Lord God. You've healed her once, Lord Jesus, and you can heal her again, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we claim that, Lord, Father. Lord, any other needs, Lord, that would be here this morning, Lord God. How we are full of a big church, Lord Jesus, and there's many needs, Lord, maybe not spoken, Lord God. But Lord, your word is here, and we are here to accept your word. Whoever would preach, Lord God, that we would open our hearts, Lord, and our mouths would be lifted, Lord, with praise, Lord, and worship, Lord, to your name, Lord. Pray you just get the minister out of the way, get the song leader out of the way, and let your spirit move, Lord Jesus. We love you, God, with all our hearts, Lord, and we're so thankful, Lord, once again, Lord, to be gathered together, Lord, and we just bless the church, Lord, now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. Amen. 
You may have your seats. And there's a song I've just been singing in, in my mind all morning long, Justified, Justified. You have not done it in the first place. Maybe we could sing that as we take up the offering this morning. I was sitting alone wondering about what I'm supposed to do. Have you ever been there? I've been there many, many times. Amen. Sometimes God doesn't exactly show us what to do or where to go. He just says, trust me, and just keep going. As Brother Murphy spoke some time ago, he said, how do you take it as you come to it? Sometimes the Lord just wants us to take that step. But either way, we're justified. I'm so thankful. Amen. Let's just sing this together as we take up the offering. I was sitting alone wondering about what I'm supposed to do. I can't deny the times I made mistakes. I can't hide from him he knew. But I know that deep within my soul I feel sorry for as I do. I just cry and say.
To what he's called me to be So if you're wondering What makes me so happy Well I was bound But now I'm free There is a joy And I cannot explain it Living water For my thirsty soul Flowing from heaven To the depths of my heart It is a treasure And it makes me Searching all over for ways that I could be satisfied. But I look no longer, I have what I need. I have the truth that God provided. So I'll keep walking in this revelation to prove the promise He's given to me. With the steps I'm taking, I'll walk into heaven, shouting the victory. There is a joy, and I cannot explain it. Living water from my thirsty soul, flowing from heaven to the depths of my heart. It is a treasure, and it makes me feeling happy. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Let's sing, said I found a love that pardons. And Brother Glenn, I believe, had an announcement for us. Maybe Brother Glenn, you would just come after we sing a time or two. It's in Jesus, all in Jesus. Said I found a
Good morning, Saints. It's uh, really good to see so many people here. And this is the reason for the announcement from the deacons. Um, we've also cleaned back the toddler room. So that's available for training the children, the toddlers in, in church, rather than going to the fellowship room. Um, it's going to be dedicated for that now. Uh, they've gotten all the pew and all the staining out of there. So that's available now. The other thing is that um, it's hard, I know, because so many people haven't seen so many people for a long time, and the fellowship room, I mean, not the fellowship room, the uh, foyer has become a place for gathering, um, and we've tried to be gentle about it and try to keep the volume down, and the reason being is many people are still praying and worshiping after service. And we don't realize it, but the voices carry very well through that wall and through the doors. So it's disruptive to the service, and there's a lot of people that are getting answers from the Lord. And so we ask, please, if you could, now the fellowship room is available. I know outside's getting cold, so you may not want to go outside, and I understand that. But the fellowship room is for that purpose. So we will be kindly reminding everybody as you speak, and many people, and my own families, my own family is one to blame as well. So it's not just the people, general people, it's we forget. It's been a long time since we've been together. So if you could please remember, and if you don't, we'll remind you nicely, uh, if you could go to the fellowship room or outside. Um, and uh, yeah, only because of the fact that you know, the COVID protocol and everything we have, we don't have any restrictions now, so we can gather in the fellowship room and have some fellowship there. So if you could remember that, please, that'd be very nice, and the deacons will have an easier job. And we don't like being the bad guys to tell people to move. We do not. Even though it might seem like we enjoy it, we do not enjoy it at all. So if you could just remember that, and uh, that's basically it. And to see if I forgot anything. Yeah, just we appreciate the importance of honoring the Lord's presence uh, in prayer and in worship in, in, the, in the sanctuary because, like I say, you can hear it pretty clearly through the doors. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Glenn. We appreciate our deacons, all those that serve very much. And as a musician and those of us who lingered long, we can tell you there are many supernatural things taking place after a service and sometimes someone will open the door and you hear laughter and conversation and so we do just appreciate it if we can try to move that on into the fellowship hall and just respect what's still taking place in the in the sanctuary here we're gonna invite our brother tom to come there's a song that my sister shanna shared with me several weeks ago that i've just not been able to escape ever since and so i did be were we able to get the words on the screen perfect amen so i'm gonna share it with you and we'll have the words and i invite you to sing along it's called you will be honored and I've just been so blessed by it over the last few weeks, and I trust that you will be as well. And then we'll have the ministering of the word immediately after.
left to give Though I don't understand I put my hope in you You show me grace When I am at my end And you use the good and bad I'm in your hands and I
the name above all names will always be Wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. See your smiling faces. I've missed you. I was away last week at Brother Ray Erickson's church in Bluffton, Ohio, and he said, Be sure to give his love and greetings to Brother Biscoll and the assembly here in Cloverdale. So I'll do that. I'll get that off my plate right away. And uh, we had a lovely time, a lovely set of meetings with a wonderful group of people. And uh, I just, they make you feel such at home, you feel like you could preach like you're at home, and uh, they gave me, I think, a little bit too much liberty. Uh, I lost my voice, I think, and I'm just catching it back this morning, so we'll take it maybe a little bit easier than we normally do. Nice to see Brother Paul and Sister Heidi Neighbor there. Where are they hiding? Nice to have you back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The body's coming back together, and I see the travelers are back, the Rick and Drogas, I think they're the most travelingest family outside of the Grunerts in the church. <laughs> nice to have you back. We always miss you when the saints are away, and Tom and Kim, you've been here a couple of weeks already, so it's just great to see the ones coming together. Brother Kyle, you're surprised. I'm totally shocked. Nice to have you and Christina and the, and the family here. God bless you. And each and every one of you that have come this morning... Uh, we just want to give the Lord all the glory. What he's doing amongst us is incredible. Um, it's just a supernatural Holy Ghost move of, the, of God. That's all I can say. And uh, you had a baptism while I was away, Sister Zoe. Where are you sitting? There you, where? There you, there you are. God bless you. Finally get to see you. Heard a wonderful, wonderful time in baptism. You had a wonderful time. Uh, China, you had the Chinese people, uh, saints together, had a Bible, meet, uh, Bible study. I think we should be, probably open that for everybody. If you're going to give a Bible study, I want to be there, don't you? I get jealous, actually. What are they doing? What are they saying over there? 
So, amen. Nice to see the ones added to the body. I see Jonathan and his wife here, DeCurdy, where I saw them somewhere. There they are. Good to see you in your rightful place, Brother Jonathan. Amen. <laughs> amen. Nice to have you, Harriet. Nice to have you here this morning. God bless you. I'm thrilled. I don't know about you, but I'm thrilled what the Lord is doing. And I, I, as Brother Hugh Message, I, I do have it recorded. Keep it coming, Lord. I do have that recorded, and Brother Hugh Message will always be remembered for that. Keep it coming, Lord. Amen. And we're th- just, uh, just so thankful to the Lord. Brother Jean, Masterpiece Wednesday night. That was absolute masterpiece. Amen. I love the scripture where it says, now I write unto you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. And uh, God is raising up wonderful young men amongst us. Gifts that God has put into the body and the gifts are never for ourselves. The gifts are for the body. And uh, I just rejoice. That was a wonderful service. I, I think I lost my voice on that service at home. Now, how do you do that? I don't know. But we want to uh, thank the Lord for his overshadowing grace. Nice to have you all here. God bless you. When he reached down his hand for me, if we could just stand and sing that before we go down to the scripture. Oh, when he reached. day that was, Lord. God, that we can look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. I was nearing despair, but you came to me there. I was wretched and blind as could be, but my Savior from above gave me peace, joy, and love. When he reached down 
your hand for me. Lord, we give you glory this morning. Lord, that you can collect a people unto yourself called the elected lady, the bride of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father God, as we rejoice in our hearts for what you're doing amongst us, that we can praise you, we can glorify you, we can magnify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father God, we pray for Brother Tim Dodd and Brother Michael Ray as they're away on the field. We pray that you'll watch over your servants, let no harm come their way. We pray, Father, you'll give them great unction, and may they be a blessing to the body of Christ there in Uganda. Lord, we just pray for one another. We pray for this church. Lord, how we, our hearts sing within us as we see the body coming together. And we love you for it, Father. We pray, Jesus, that you will be with those that aren't with us, that can't be here, but would love to be here. May your presence be with them also this morning. Lord, we ask God that you'll take the word now, open it to us. Give us eyes out to see and ears to hear. We ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Without any further delay, let's turn into the, our scriptures, please, to Psalms chapter 38. Psalms chapter 38. Brother Ron, is it, I believe it's Brother Rod. Where are you hiding? There you are. All the way from Quebec. Montreal. We welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Nice to have you here. We'll be seeing you after, I'm sure. We'll have a time together. Amen. Psalms chapter 38, verse 4. Now, I'd encourage you young people, if you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. Period. If you don't have your sword with you, you're not ready for battle. You have to have a Bible, and the Bible is, it'll be your closest friend. Psalms 38, verse 4, for mine iniquities are gone over mine head as a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. For my loins are filled with lonesome disease, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the quiet, disquietness of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. I want you to take a look at that last verse. Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. Let's turn now, please, to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 14. Bible says in Hebrews 4:14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast 
our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched. That's a double negative, meaning we have a high priest that can be touched. With the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in help in time of need. Let's bow our heads one more time. Powerful and wonderful scripture, Lord. We just pray, God, that we could look to you, the Lamb of God, to unveil it to our hearts this morning, make it pertinent to our individual lives. Speak, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can have your seats. Lord, all my desire is before thee. And my groaning is not hid from thee. I don't think that's a very foreign scripture. It could express most of our hearts. That we realize that all my desire is before thee. All my groaning is not hid from thee. We have a God that sees our every need. He sees our every need. He sees our heart condition. He sees within the deepest recess of our hearts. And he realizes how much we love him individually and how much more we want him. He knows that. And he sees that. And so God is interested in one thing and one thing alone, that is in his elected seed. He's not interested in the world. He's not interested in serpent seed. I've got a little message I'd like to speak to you this morning. Simple word, simple little message. The word is called touched. Touched. A lot of people have different expressions. They say, oh, I, 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 that really touched me. And that could be in the emotion realm, and we, we see that, you know, that was a touching service, or that was very moving for me. Or... But we can have all these expressions or vernacular of how we grow up and, and use them. But there's only one touch I need. And that's the touch from the master. It's only one touch. They sing a song, reach out and touch the Lord. And he passes by. And and I don't think anybody here could say that the Lord hasn't been present. He knows your every desire and he knows your every groaning. So I'm just wondering this morning, do you want to touch him? Do you really want to touch him?
we have a great high priest that can be touched. And so there's various meanings of this word touch in the Bible. And so when you read it, sometimes you have to ponder some things rather than just go over it really quickly. And so I'd like to take my time on the subject because once you've been touched and you can say, he touched me and made me whole, you can never, ever be the same again. Never. It's not a mind over matter. It's not how much you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and think that I can do this myself. It has nothing to do with that. It is everything to do with, if he passes by, reach out and touch the Lord. Say, Brother Tom, are you really going to get down that simple? We're going to get right down to that simplicity. If you turn with me, let's turn to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. Chapter 2, verse 9. And Genesis, out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Two trees. And you say very quickly, well, that was a long time ago. Well, as we will find out today, there's still two trees. There's still two trees. Which tree are you feeding from? Go to verse 16. And the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in, that, in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. That's pretty definitive. That's very definitive. I think you can't get any plainer than that. And, and we find out, as we've heard, of course, over the years, that the serpent talks to Eve, and it was not a snake, as some people think. Of course, we understand that it was an upright being. But Abraham said in one place, more handsome than Adam himself. And he was able to converse with Eve and twist her mind. And... She was deceived. She was beguiled. But I want you to take note now because I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go through this. Go to chapter 3, verse 1. And now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, 
But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said. So now she's quoting it back. But I want you to take special note because we have not quite read this at this particular junction. God has said, you shall not eat of it. But notice what Eve adds right here. Neither shall ye touch it. So, if you take a look at the word touch, which we will look at, because the title is touched, there was something now she was bringing out from what God had said. Not only are you not to eat it, you're not to touch it. But if you go back to the scripture, it doesn't say that. So she's saying something that's very revealing. And if you take a look at the Hebrew of the word touch, it's not just touching it. We're not talking about that kind of touch. Because if we look at the word touched in the Hebrew, nega, means to touch with intent of sexual contact. She was venturing and she knew in an area it had already been revealed to her that this could be a problem. Yet she reached out and she touched it. And she knew she was not to even touch it. So it wasn't just a touch, but she wasn't to touch it for a relationship. She wasn't to touch that tree of good and evil. Because once you eat of that fruit, brings death. And so then quickly, Brother Brown says, there's two trees here again this morning. Which tree do you want to touch? And we find many are touching this tree, and that is why this generation has given over to such sexual immorality is because they're reaching out for something that Satan's already got planned. It was the fall in the garden, and it's still a fall today. But he's not the tree you and I want to touch. There's another tree, and that tree is Jesus Christ. And when you touch him, it will change your life. It will take that out of your life. We so often are so caught up in today's enamorment of stuff. Every new day there's a new electronic gadget. There's a new thing to entice your eyes. There's something new that tries to entrap the bride of Jesus Christ. But we need to realize that whatever science brings forth is not from the tree of life. It's from the tree of good and evil. And how the enemy would love for you to reach out to touch this tree. Naga. Touched with intent. We're not to do that. We're not to interact with Laodicea. We are not, and we're told and been preached to with 1,100 and some tapes and we have preachers preach their hearts out, and yet we still find it a struggle 
Because that tree and that attraction of its children and of this age is strong. But you need to understand once you eat from the tree of life, it's stronger. It's a different touch. It's a different touch. If, if you think, well, where, Brother Tom, are you coming from? Well, let's just take another scripture on the word touch. We can take it in Genesis. You don't need to turn. I'll read it for you. Genesis 20 and 6, and God said unto him, King Abimelech, he's referring to, yea, I know that thou did this in the integrity of thy heart. He'd taken Sarah, and now God is warning him. God has said, you, um, I'm sorry, he says, I know thou did this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore, suffer I not to touch her. Touched. That's to touch it with another kind of motive, a perverted motive. But God protected Sarah. So he wasn't even going to allow King Abimelech to touch his elected lady. So I can say to you this morning, I'm not worried about whether Satan's going to touch me. I only have one groaning and one desire that Jesus would indeed touch me. He knows my groanings. He knows my every longings. He knows my desire. Touched. Why don't you turn with me to Luke 8. Luke. St. Luke chapter 8, reading at verse 43. The Bible says, and a woman, and a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any came behind him she didn't approach Jesus at the front of him she approached the Lord behind him and we'll take a look at that and why that was she came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood Staunched or stopped, dried up. So, what a different connotation if you touch the tree of life versus the tree of good and evil. What a different result. And that's why, saints of God, it's, it's something to behold to see men and women wanting the Holy Spirit. 
to deal with their lives, it's not because a minister yells and screams and tells you you must. He sees your every groaning. He knows your every desire. And so he knows where you're going to be sitting. He knows where you are this morning. You're not at the well of Sakar. You're not at Blind Bartimaeus' spot. You're not at the pool of Bethesda. You're at Cloverdale Bible Way. And you can reach out and touch him. It'll change you. But you've got to do it by faith. Not by your intellect, not by what you're going to get out of it. For an ulterior motive. Not for the pleasure of the lust of the flesh. But it'll be for God himself. Because my desire is for him and to him. That's why I've been rejoicing over the last weeks and months. Seeing these different ones coming back and getting saved, baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. Because it is not by the touch of a man's hand. It's been by the touch of the Holy Spirit coming to their tree. There has to be a bridegroom tree and a bride tree. There has to be a uniting to bring forth the life of God. That's what you've been seeing, saints. And that's what you need a touch from. Don't touch from the tree of good and evil. You touch from the tree of life. It'll change your heart. I should have an amen from everybody up on that balcony. I, I'm not interested in church. I'm not interested in the fishes and the loaves. I'm only interested in him. Mm-hmm. I'm only interested in him. You have children that need God, that needs a touch from God. Do you believe that he can go to them this morning? Have we seen it? Yes, we've seen it. Have we rejoiced in it? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Is God on the move? Yes, he is. Do you want more of God? Yes, I do. Do you have that desire? Glory. Glory. He knows, Danny, where you are. He knows where I am, Ben. He knows exactly what my heart's crying for. Here she had an issue. Here she was 12 years. And I can't imagine when you start looking at because I started to look at the background of how the prophet used this subject over a thousand times. That's amazing to me. How the Son of Man himself would take a scripture and so use it to let people know it doesn't matter what condition you're in. It doesn't matter where you are mentally. It does not matter because he can come by your way. But you got to do your part. He'll do his part. He's the great creator. He's our great savior. But you got to do your part. Got to do your part. Don't sit in the seat. Do your part. You reach out in faith. You be blind Bartimaeus. Brother Bram said it wasn't his voice. It was his faith that, it was his faith that called out. But we get intellectual. We get an understanding. This is church. And we just sit here, raise our hand, a little bit of amen. We'll have a little bit of church. No. Saints, we are the church. And God wants to touch you this morning. 
He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He wants to put the power of God in you. Hallelujah. We are not a dead church. We are not just in that little message church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go have our little, so, little suppers and have our little dinners and have our little thing. No, sir. We are a moving mechanism. We are a body that's being used by almighty God. And now we want to praise him. Because this is the house of praise. This is a place where you can let off the pressure. Amen. You can't go to the mall and go, glory be to Jesus. You can't do that, but you can do it here. You can lift up your voice, lift up your hands. Amen. It doesn't change, saints. I've been, been this way since I was 21. I'm 67. Somebody said to me the other day, and I, I said to Joanne, I said, really? Really? Blew my mind. He said, Brother Tom, you're such an inspiration to us. At your age, you've got so much energy. Thank you, Brother Frank. I go, my age? I don't feel very old. Don't tell me I'm old. Right, Mike? That's it. We're done with it. Saints, I am, I'm a new man. The old body's going to pass away. But there is one that awaits me. I'll be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye because once he touches you, it's a change forever and ever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a great high priest. He's not just a high priest. He's not the Caiaphas. He's a high priest. He's the mighty God. And he can be touched by the feeling of your infirmity. So if you want to reach out and touch the Lord this morning, he's passing by your way. Our children need to see you parents rejoice in the word. Because if you don't rejoice, they won't rejoice. You're their example. Touched. She touched him. 12 years in this condition. I just want you to hold on to that thought. As far as the law was concerned, she's unclean. She couldn't gather in church like this this morning. Just think of not gathering in church for not a year and a half, Brother Paul, but for 12 years. But there was something on in her that just kept her going. Think about it, Sister Margaret. 12 years. She's weak, weak. Her system was weak. She sought out physicians, the Bible says, and she sought out doctors, and she used her, all her money, and she'd come to the end of her road. But there was one the great physician now is here, the sympathizing Jesus. Hallelujah! You don't think that Jesus didn't know her money was out? Huh? You don't think Jesus didn't know where she was going to be that morning? But she had to do her part. She had to come behind. Because if she came in the front because of her unclean condition, the people would have just pushed her out of the crowd. But she humbled herself. She got behind Jesus. If I could but touch... 
the hem of his garment. Just touch it. I'll be whole. Where's that example? That was super faith. That was the faith I heard about on Wednesday night. That was another realm of the immortal realm that came into this realm. Anybody that has any trouble, we think about this little woman for 12 years. And a prophet relates the story time and time and time and time and time and time again. Me, you, needs. Don't get Laodicea. Don't get from that tree because that, that, that's an age where they have need of nothing. Don't get there. I want you to find out, get humility where you can get on your knees and come behind him. Say, oh, Jesus, this morning, if I could come into your house this morning and just reach out in faith and touch you, Lord. How many times the prophet said, she didn't touch me. Who did she touch? She's 40 feet from me. She touched him, the great high priest, the lovely Lord Jesus, the one that's present here this morning. And if you want him, and you got a groan for him, and you got a desire for him, save me, Lord. I'm sick and needy. Where would we be? Where would we be? Come on. We don't want church, do we? We want God. We want to realize what God did for us. It's not a church, not Bible way, not the ministry. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Who touched me? Carrie is wonderful. She wasn't bashful. Mm-mm. She, and Brother Bram talked about it. He said, she wasn't afraid to make her stand because she knew something happened. And she wasn't ashamed of this gospel. Somebody touched me. Aren't you glad you can say I touched you? Somebody touched me. I perceive virtues gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, falling down before him, declared unto him before all the people, hey, I was wretched and I was blind as could be. People rejected me. They didn't want me around. I wasn't allowed to family gatherings. I was an unclean person to the people. But once I touched the hem of his garment, that changed me. It changed me. And the woman saw she was not hit. She came trembling, falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed 
immediately. Hallelujah. Brother Gabe, where are you this morning? There you are. Huh? When Jesus touched you, when Jesus came by your way, did you hide it? No, sir. What did you do when you're cutting hair? <laughs> Testify. I haven't done it in the first place. Justified. You might as well say testified. Immediately she was touched. Virtue went out of him. She trembled, fell before him. She was healed immediately. And Jesus speaks back, daughter, be of good comfort. Be of good comfort. Thy faith, thy faith hath made thee whole, go in peace. So can we take a look at the word touch then? Take a look at the word. Look, we looked at, in the Hebrew, naga, with such sexual Advancement, conduct, whatever you want to put that word with that, or not to touch it. But this tree you can touch. 39 times used in the gospel associated with Jesus, touching someone. So not only can we touch him, he can touch you. I don't think the Pharisees wanted to touch. I don't think the Sadducees wanted to touch. I don't think the Herodians wanted to touch. But it was the down and outers. Hello. We don't want to get too lifted up, folks. We maybe not have had a sports jacket when I was 21. I got one today, but it doesn't make me any better than I was then. We can still praise him. We can still glorify him. Touched, 39 times touched, he was used, associated with somebody that Jesus touched with a beneficial effect. So whenever Jesus touched them, it was for their benefit. Four places it uses the touch, the word touched as it is a light to a lamp. And if Jesus touches you and he lights your wick, you become a light in a lamp. A light and lamp. No different is that word that are you we preached on the last few weeks on Judges when Gideon did the sacrifice and the angel of the Lord touched Gideon's offering. That means he lit it. He set it on. Hmm. Is that what happened in Gideon? Hmm. Fire. I preached on that one time in Tucson. I was preaching at a men's meeting. And uh, like all the brothers like they do here, Brother Phil wanted my title before I got here. And, and I thought, well, I'll just yell it out. When you see a fire, fire, there's a fire. 
Fire! <laughs> Why? Because somebody could get hurt. But in this case, somebody could get healed. Somebody could get saved. When Jesus lights your lamp, he sets you afire. Can you say amen? Yes, sir. Vines explains it this way. Hapto, signifying when he touches you, he lays a hold of you. So if you touch him and you use it in this context, when he comes by, you lay a hold of him. It is used when Mary was in the garden and he said, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't lay a hold of me for I have not gone. But you know what? I know it was the Lord, but I'd have a hard time not to touch him. <laughs> but I guess as obedient sons and daughters of God, we don't touch when he says don't touch. But that touch means to get a hold of. Lay hold. Don't let go. Don't give up. I got it. I'm holding on to it. Then a songwriter writes, touching Jesus is all that really. Hmm. And your life never be the same. But the woman, Brother Bram said, believed. Where did that faith come from? Where in the supernatural realm of God did that come from, Paul? Twelve years, tried every doctor. She tried every remedy. And if you look up and you study it out, there's some crazy remedies out there. She tried them all. She couldn't be healed. But then it got to be told around the city. Messiah is around. Jesus is around. The healer is present. Not only was he Jehovah Rapha, healer in Exodus, that healer has become flesh. And that flesh could touch me. Maybe he'll touch me or I'll touch him. So as Brother Bram so often lays out, he knows exactly what boulevard to go down or what street to go down or what tree to look up or what well to sit at. Jesus knows at this service this morning where you're at and where I'm at. May the two omnipotents meet this morning and may we have a meeting with God. Hallelujah. We, I don't, I despise a lukewarm church. My Bible says he spews lukewarmness out of his mouth. I would that you be either cold or hot. And I hate cold. And I love hot. Mm -hmm. I love it when the service is hot. When the fire starts burning. And people start rejoicing. They start pulling. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. I was watching two preachers behind Brother Jean the other night. I was saying, boy, they're pretty reserved. 
If I was there, I'd be out of my seat. I'm going, why are they so reserved? I talked to Mike the next morning. I said, Mike, I said, man, that was phenomenal. I said, I know what's going on in your minds. Services. Uganda, flights, burden. But I want you to know, John, there was somebody pulling on the internet. And I know you were pulling here. But that's how the gifts operate. Pulling. I wouldn't say they weren't pulling. Just that they had a lot on their minds. I believe, but the woman believed that if she just touched, oh my goodness, it wasn't the clothing of a man, it was almighty God, tabernacled in flesh, walking by her way. If I could but touch the hem of his garment, my high priest, my Jehovah Rapha, I'll get healed. Amen. I'll get healed. Whatever your need is, get healed. Get saved. Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Do you have needs? Do you have needs? Real deep needs? He knows your groaning. He knows your desire. Hallelujah. He knows a word that can touch you, Sister Rachel, can move you into another realm. Let's touch Jesus. Let's touch him. Hallelujah. Let's lay a hold of him as vine says. Let's fasten ourselves to him. Oh my. Oh my. But she believed that. That was an incredible revelation. Talk about revelation. Can't overemphasize. I heard the other night. Now we can't. We can't overemphasize revelation. Where did that come from? That had to come from the immortal realms of God. When you say, well, I believe Malachi 4, where'd that come from? Where did that come from? I was not, I was not convinced by a man that this message is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. No man taught me that. But I just accepted Jesus. He touched me. And once he touches you, once he starts moving in you, he moves you forward, not backward. If you're going backward, you need another touch. You need another touch. Where did that come from? What realm did that come from? All right, depends on what you think about it. God sends Jesus to you, but what is your attitude? What's your attitude? Your attitude towards any divine gift determines what you get from it. Mm -hmm. Your attitude. Your attitude. When the seed of God gets ignited by the presence of God. Brother Bram said the seed of God that is awakened was in you. In the mind of God before the foundation of the world. Now that's mind-boggling to me. Because before there was even a beginning, before a beginning and there was no beginning. We were in the thought of God. Is that my bulging or is that just me? 
<laughs> it's, it's hard to con- comprehend such wonderful thoughts. But when that light strikes that seed, it brings it to life. And the light first has to come then on the seed. Mm-hmm. Like I've taught many times of the little woman at the well in her condition. Though she be an old-famed person and though her life was degraded and she was in that condition because of tradition, had never touched her. But though when that light struck quickly, she recognized because there was something there in her to respond. So many people followed Jesus but didn't get the virtue from him. But this woman touched him. She got virtue. They were bumping. Peter says, Lord, there's a crowd around you. Everybody's touching you. Nope, there's one person. He walked through the pool of Bethesda for one person. Can he walk through this church this morning for more than one? For more than one. Hallelujah. There's something to respond. It's not something made up. It's responding. Why? Because you're deep. Brother Brown said, he's calling to the deep. He knows your deepest desires. And so he's going to pass by your way. That's if you want to reach out. Everybody had that opportunity, but there was one. And I want to say there's one here this morning. That's me. I want to touch that Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah, but we get it down to a tradition or we get it down to church. No, he's called the living word. Not dead word. Dead wood. Dead. No. He's alive. He's alive. How are we doing for time here? One hour already? Are you thirsting for life? Hmm. Brother Brown preaches thirsting for life. What makes men gamble? My goodness, Brother Israel, you're here. Nice to see you. Wow. What makes men gamble? What makes men carry on? What makes these little girls and boys out there and their old boogly-woogly music and their rock and roll and their ungodly things? It's because the Sunday school has let down, the home has let down, parents have let down, the nations let down. He starts the progression because it's from the tree of good and evil. It's going down. It's Satan's Eden. It's perverted. Do you know whether you're an it, what, is, what, is, he, uh, her, what, what? You're afraid to approach somebody. I, I think I said it down in Ohio. I came across, um, when I was traveling. Somebody came in to take my money. I don't know what that somebody was. I was going to say, thank you, ma'am. But then I saw an Adam's apple. An Adam's apple. 
And so then I thought, no way. <laughs> Sodom is alive and well. Hey, they're living in it. But I'm not a part of it. But the nations let them down. The churches have let them down. Sunday school let them down. Parents have let them down. Sin is sin. If you touch it, you're going to die. But you touch this tree, you'll live forever. Hallelujah. That's why we must preach the word. The word and the word itself. Word coming to word, the prophet said. Word in you coming to the word himself. Hallelujah. So the churches let them down. Sunday school let them down. Parents let them down. The nations let them down. Man sings a song that inspires them. That's the reason Elvis Presley's all shook up. And of course, half of you, three quarters, you don't even know who Elvis Presley is, I'm sure. And I'm happy for that. But you got your own demons of rock and roll. And they're all shook up. Fred Bram said, in hell, he's all shook up right now. Mm -hmm. It's because they didn't teach them rock of ages. Mm -hmm. Rock of ages, clap for me. Oh, but that's so old. Oh, my goodness. There's so much depth in those old songs. Rock of ages, clef for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Hallelujah. No, they didn't teach them rock of ages, clef for me. That's the reason. That's the reason people don't believe in shouting tonight. Woo! That's a bonus. I don't have that one underlined, but that's right there. Ooh, I won't even look at you now. That's the reason they don't shout? That's the reason they don't believe in shouting tonight? Ajan? Brother Roy? I love our prairies. I love it when these brothers, where's Victor? He's our prayer warrior. Brother EBA, he's brothers. Curtis, faithful, God bless you. We, and I love it when the daddies bring their little boys. Well, some aren't so little, Joe. Where are you? <laughs> and Mike. Michael, you're there. Brother Timothy and Paul. For me, nothing thrills me more than that. To see Abraham and Murphy walk in. Thrills my soul. We'll teach them right by the grace of Almighty God. But that's why they're not shouting tonight, or scream, but they're screaming at the ball game. That is a real twist right away. He says they won't shout in a meeting, but they'll scream at a ball game. I, I think we should put the ball game to shame. I really do. I don't care about the Braves. 
I'm sorry, folks. I'm not into baseball, but I know the Atlantic Braves are. They call it the World Series. That's an amazing thing. Joy and I always talk about this. They call it the World Series when it's only the U.S. of A. Narcissistic? <laughs> we are the world. Where I, sorry, I ventured off. I was. It's because they've been taught such things and kept away from the glorious presence of the Lord Jesus that gives them that satisfying portion. That portion is Him. Amen. I can't be satisfied without Him. I need Him. I need to touch Him. Glory. Hallelujah. Emotion won't do it. Jumping up and down won't do it. Shouting as long as you want won't do it. Running up and down the floor won't do it. You might speak in tongues as much as you want, and them things are holy and good. I don't say, I don't say nothing against it, but until you meet the person. Hallelujah. Until you meet this Jesus called Christ. That satisfying portion, this revelation of this unveiled Jesus. You touch this word, and you'll never be the same. Hallelujah. But until you meet the person, that satisfying portion, that's something that takes every fiber in your body, not emotion, but a satisfaction. That's why the Rolling Stones, even in the city, in, in the 60s, used to sing, can't get no satisfaction. There is no satisfaction in Laodicea, in the tree of good and evil. But you get to him, the satisfying portion, because he's everything. Hallelujah. Healer, Savior, Deliverer, Victor. He's my righteousness. He's everything. Why don't people want this Jesus? Look around the room. I could have one after another stand up here. We'd be here all week, all month, all year. Look what I was and what I is. What I was and what I is. What I was and what I is. I've had brothers I've been when I was a deacon wouldn't even walk into this church because he said he looked in there. And said, oh, those people are too holy. I can't go in there. I said, and I looked at him. I looked at me and I looked at the people that were in there because I was at the door. I said, who's holy? Oh, you people are way too holy. I can't come on in. Oh, I said, okay, let me help you a little bit here. So I opened the double doors. I said, so look at that person. I said, look at that brother. He was a biker. Look at this brother. He's a down and outer. This guy was a druggie. This guy was this and this sister was that. He goes, oh, they're just like me. Yeah, but we met Jesus. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. Drugs left, booze left, women left. Hallelujah. He's my satisfying portion. He's more than life to me. Hallelujah. 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 There's two trees again. Amen. We're at harvest time. In Genesis, there was two trees. At harvest time, there's two trees. 
Which tree do you want to touch? If you want to stay in the world and say in a sexual pattern, you go that way. But as far as me and my house, I'll eat from the tree of life. <coughs> Excuse me. Hallelujah. All the time. Never, never let the devil get you. When some trials come your way, hold your head up high and say, Woo! Brother Peter, they're going to put you out of a singing job. Not really. <clears throat> Think about now what he says here. Ephesians, church age. 1 John 5, 11 says, and this is the record that God has given us to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. His life is in his son. Not a historical Jesus. But the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. That Jesus. That's why you got dead churches all over the place because they don't have a living word in them. They don't have that satisfying portion in them. So now, this is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. That's the record. God's Word, Brother Bram said, states plainly, clearly, that life, eternal life, is in the Son. There's no other place. No other place. 1 John 5.12 says, He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. That's pretty clear. Now, since the record cannot change, be taken from or added thereunto, then the second record stands that life is in the Son. And since this is so, the tree in the garden has to be Jesus. That's what your prophet said. The tree in the garden has to be Jesus. All right. If the tree of life is a person, then the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a person also. It can't be otherwise. Thus, the righteous one and the wicked one stood side by side. But what is your deep calling for this morning? Not for that tree. Give me Jesus. My satisfying portion, Brother Raymond. Hallelujah. That's why the prophet said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Believest thou this? And the woman with an infirmity of her flesh with a blood issue for many years touched the hem of his garment, and her blood issue stopped immediately. Then he turns to the audience, believest thou this? Can you touch the hem of his garment? Yes, I can. How can you do it? It's your faith that reaches out to Jesus Christ. But she was in a desperate strait or state. Twelve years, I put down here, of loneliness. Some of us get lonely by being in the crowd. And you say, how is that in Indeed possible, but some of you know what I'm talking about. Twelve years of being shunned by family, friends, church, rabbis, Levites, 
shunned. She was unclean. And anything she touched was unclean. That's why in her humility, she couldn't come before Jesus. She had to come behind him. I wonder what she had to do to do it. I wonder how big a crowd there was around him. He was with Jairus already because his, he already said, I'm coming to Jairus' house. I'm, I'm coming, coming for your daughter. And uh, already been told, your daughter's dead. Don't need to come, master. He said, she only sleepeth. But this little woman, Brother Bram said, interrupted what Jesus was on his mission to do because he knew she would be there. <laughs> Hallelujah! God knows where we're at. Doesn't matter what condition, mind state. Hallelujah. She was ostracized, she was shunned, spurned, and excluded. Sounds like a really warm relationship. Why didn't she just curse God and die? Because there was something in her. She couldn't give up. She couldn't throw the towel in. She kept pressing on. One year, two year, five year, six year, ten year, eleven year, twelve year. Then Jesus came. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't care what your state is. I don't care if you've been bound up for 30 years. Jesus is here to set you free. Hallelujah. You need to be set on fire. You need to be touched by God. You need to be a lamp unto God. Nice to see you, Sister Ben, Brother John. My goodness, I looked in that monitor and I thought, it can't be. There's, they are in their place of duty. God bless you. Nice to see you. Ostracized, shunned, spurned, excluded. Rejected by all. She was unclean. She spent all. So she must have had a few, few coins. She spent all in 12 years. That's a lot of money. She spent every bit and couldn't get. How important is your health? I would that you prosper in health. Even as your soul prospereth. Hallelujah. That's word. That's the word. She'd come possibly to the end of her rope where all hope was gone. Then there was something taking place. There was a talk in the town. <laughs> There's a talk in Cloverdale, by the way. Jesus is stirring the crowd. God, Victor, I thought that would get a huge amen and two arms up on that one. <laughs> Stirring the crowd. You see God dealing and pulling and moving. And it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with him. Amen. Doesn't matter whether it's a woman at the well, whether it was Zacchaeus in the tree, didn't matter whether it's blind Bartimaeus or the man at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus knows where his children are. But there was something also in her that we haven't touched on yet. That was called courage. 
Where'd that courage come from? Be strong of and good courage, Joshua, for nothing will stand before you. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Where'd that courage come from, the unseen realm? Beaten down for 12 years, rejected for 12 years, ostracized for 12 years. Some of you have been not more, a lifetime, but Jesus is coming to your address. That's why Brother Bram said, in God's provided way, and Brother John, thank you for reminding me of this quote. I love this quote. It's not your quote only. God's provided way of healing. You know exactly where I'm going. But you have to receive the word. She had to recognize that was Messiah. She had to recognize it was thus saith the Lord. The word himself was now manifested. She had to believe that. You've got to receive the word, oh, hallelujah. That's what sets it afire. Something got a hold of you. This is my part. And you got a hold of it. When you received it, the revelation, something slips out of the unseen world yonder. It can only be given by God. And where did you catch this revelation? Come on. We're talking about the woman. Now I'm going to talk about you. Where did you catch this revelation? And the gates of hell can't prevail against it. People come. People go. People come. People go. I'm here. I'm here. I'll be at my post of duty. I'll be where God wants me. Hallelujah. Does God ever change his mind about his word? Never, never. Men change their minds, but God never changes his mind. When you receive the revelation, something slips from the unseen world yonder. It comes rolling down through the mystical channel somewhere into your soul. Amen. She could part the crowd. She took the courage. She said, I must touch Jesus. I won't corrupt him. He's incorruptible. Hallelujah. We're not talking about humanity. We're talking about immortality. She knew if she could just touch him. Everything would be made whole. Yes, sir. It rolled down through that mystical channel somewhere into her soul. Her eyes brightened. He is all my hope and stay. Their eyes brighten. Your lips that hung down straighten up and smile. That's why I can't stand frowns. If you got the Holy Ghost and got a revelation of this message, you should be smiling. Amen. <laughs> well, I'm just a sourpuss. Get honey in the rock, my sister. Get honey in the rock, my brother. <laughs> Amen. We get that honey down in the soul. What did Brother Bram call it? He called it a super sense. 
It was your sixth sense. <laughs> Get that round. Oh, and that's the part where then all things are possible. Amen. I can remember the day I was sat in a pew like where Brother Jay would be, but I, it was not a pew because we only had chairs. But it probably it was the farthest away from the pulpit I could be because I just a long-haired guy. And I wanted it so bad. God sees your groaning and your desire. And yet the devil is on my shoulder saying, you can't do it, Tom. You know you can't do it. You can't do it. And Brother Visco goes, I, I, is there somebody here that wants to come to the altar? And I just told Ken the night before, this altar business I don't go for. No, I, I don't even go for amen, hallelujah. Oh man, did I have to eat my words. Huh? I, I told him, I said, I'll never go to the altar and I can't say hallelujah and amen and glory to God and all that stuff you guys do. He said, don't worry about it. Just give yourself to Christ. Don't worry about it. And, and then I came to a service one day. Brother Bisco was preaching. And he says, is there anybody here that wants to receive Jesus? I, my heart was going, I do. I do. And the devil says, you can't. You can't. But the I do. Yeah. One. Yeah. Will you take this man to be your lawful wedded husband? I do. Huh? I'm so happy I did. Have you any regrets? I don't. Would you do it again? I will. Super sense is the faith of God in you. Oh, I love it. I love this. Brother Kyle, I can use that expression. Thank you very much. I love this. The super sense is the faith of God in you, which is your sixth sense. So it's the faith of God. God deposits a part of himself. The part of God that comes into you and gives you this sense. It's far beyond the five senses of body and spirit. It's down to the sixth sense. That super sense. God framed the world together with things which was not and did not appear, he spake his word, believed his word, and the world shook into existence. I love that. Shook. Let there be. That super sense is the Holy Spirit in you. Shaking your earth. Come on. Shaking your earth. Causing the chaos to go. And creating an Eden beauty again. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Spirit or the faith of God that dwells in you. What a touch. What a touch. If you'll let the five senses... Be yielded to that sixth sense. It'll guide you and bring all those other five senses that control you. Your emotion. I had a bad day. My toast was burnt this morning. She knows I like stronger coffee than that. 
I'm just making up excuses for you. Huh? It goes beyond five senses if you're feeling emotion. It's so far past. It'll guide you and bring you. Bring all the other five senses under the control of this sense. It's so far above the natural senses as the spiritual man is above the natural. It's as far and as high as the heaven is. Whoo! You have that kind of faith in you? Let it go. Release it. Release it. Get courage this morning. Get courage. She had courage. She had determination. She had a need. And when you have a need, you'll get desperate. You sure will. It's so far above the natural senses. It makes you believe things you can't see. Do you believe you, in, you got a new body? Where is it? Where is it? Just across the Jordan River. I've been hearing. Who is this Melchizedek? I've been hearing from my theophany. I've been hearing from my other body for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have. It makes you believe in that unseen realm of future home. My, David, what's that future home going to be like? Streets. Streets of pure gold. Amen. What kind of home are we going to have? When you see these people with their opulence, Brother Ram said in one place, Jesus has been creating your future home for thousands of years. Man, we build a nice house in five months or one year. Can you imagine what the Word is doing for you? I have not seen nor ear heard of the things that are being prepared for us. Keep those things in mind. Your face sees beyond this mortal realm. As far, as far, as high as the heavens above, above the natural man in five senses, it makes you believe things you can't see. It makes you act where you think, do not think the five senses would ever think about acting. You would have told me before I got saved 40-some years ago, 46 years, I guess now, that I'd still be acting the way that I was acting then. Wow. That's got to be some sort of power. And it's not Tom Ray power. Tom Ray power? Man, I'm seeing these young men raise up and I'm going, retirement? <laughs> Why not? But it would be nice. But here, 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 we are believing and acting in things we would never think of doing. I remember when Sam Rackendroker actually got excited one day, stood to his feet and went, boom! Do you remember that day, Sam? You still got the boom? Well, I want to hear it. <laughs> Amen! Let it out! Get courageous! Get courageous. He touched it then, he touched it today. You keep on booming. We're going to call you Boomer. Are we okay? You still, can you give me a few more minutes? Where did that little, little maid, where did she catch that revelation in that immortal realm? 
Where'd she catch that little maid? Talking about Naaman, the leper. He was the captain of the host of the king of Syria. In Israel, if you were a leper, you were unclean and couldn't be around anybody. God was protecting his people. But I guess in Syria, they don't mind you hanging around unclean people. He was a captain of hosts of the Syrian. He was a great man, the Bible says. He was honorable because by him the Lord had given great deliverance unto Syria. Mind-boggling. But hey, God's going to chastise his children. You do things wrong, you bring in false gods, you watch. God will bring the enemy in to do some chastising. We don't want chastising. Oh, we don't mind correction. But we don't want to willingly go out to the tree of good and evil. No, sir. So now here, he was a mighty man of valor, and yet he was a leper, the Bible says. The Syrians had gone out by companies and brought away a captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, I would to God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of her leprosy. Brother Bram says she had no place to look at for this inspiration to come. God give us more inspiration. Listen to what he says here. That little lady in Supernatural, he said, that little lady was a type. She said to her mistress, I would God that my Lord Naaman was over in my country, for we have a prophet over there. Amen. Come on. Amen. We need to get some more people into our country. Yes, sir. I would to God that he was in my country. So now, for we have a prophet over there that would heal him of his leprosy. She believed in the God of the impossible. Brother Brown says this. How did she know? So you're reading now past history and saying, of course. But she was in the now. And she had no reference point. So she was reaching into that immortal realm. She said, how would she know? Inspiration from that very atmosphere. The child under inspiration was led to say those words. I think David was very inspired. I mean, you've heard the story of David since you were a little, little, little ones in Sunday schools. David said, <laughs> I, I wish I was there. That would have been a great revival, huh? Nine foot six. And here's David. And he says, today, your head is coming off you. To me, that was inspiring when you're holding a sling. <laughs> Come on. 
I mean, I, I know you're all so spiritual. That was, that was not a, I mean, you've heard the story so many times that it's, you know, and really, Brother Tom, get off David, will you? Are you kidding me? I can't get off David. Never get off David. God knew David caught a revelation the day Samuel anointed him. I'm anointed for the throne and I'm not there yet. So it doesn't matter what trial, what devil, what spirit, what giant, what situation you have today. There is the King David, the King of Kings. King Priest, King Jesus, He's present to inspire us. Hallelujah. Healing's mine. Sister Louise, healing's mine. When I started to look at this little lady with blood, the blood issue, and I was studying. And I was already thinking in my mind, what's it for? And I thought, oh, Sister Francine, it's a blood issue. Her hemoglobin, it needs some, something, needs a cleansing. I believe that this Jesus this morning can come into that hospital room. The same one that came down where Brother Mark is. And she stood to her feet and said, I'm healed. Do you believe in that Jesus? That can touch our sister. I don't care what blood issue you got this morning. There's a man here that can light your lamp. Come on. There's one present right now that can touch you where you are, can heal your body, can heal your issue. Glory be to Jesus. I don't care what issue you got. You could have an issue with a brother. You could have an issue with a sister. I don't care what. It could be a blood issue, physical issue. But Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Makes you do. Makes you say things you wouldn't even think of. Because it's the super sense of God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the faith of God in your vessel. Hallelujah. We are in a warfare. Come on, saints, stay with me now. We're going to wind it down a bit. We are in a warfare. It's a warfare, the tree of good and evil versus the tree of life. What Satan does not even know, and he, Brother Bram said, he knows the Bible even better than you do. But my Bible says that she overcame him. By the words of her what? Come on. Why? She's so inspired. She's speaking the word. From that immortal realm of God. I claim the blood. That immortal realm can do anything this morning. It can give you babies. It can heal your soul. Come on, mothers, heal your daughter, heal your sons. Give them a right mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Yes, sir. We're in a warfare and it's a showdown going on. But I know where he touched me. And when he touched me, he didn't touch me to lose me. He didn't touch you to lose you either. Amen. He keeps every promise in the book. And every chapter, every verse, every line is mine. Hallelujah. We are a supernatural people. I want to hear a mighty shout. We are a supernatural people. We are born again by a supernatural faith. (laughs) I'm getting too excited again. We are supernatural people, born again by a supernatural faith, and we wage a supernatural fight. And we are taught by a supernatural teacher. Amen. And we're led by a supernatural captain. The captain of the Lord of hosts is here. Listen, every time there's a victory, Jesus came. Joshua needed a captain, and then Jesus came. Moses needed an experience, then the pillar of fire came. Gideon needed an experience to be called a mighty man of valor. Then Elohim came. Shalom came. Amen. It's a warfare. Uh Uh-huh, it's a warfare. Your mother's going to have to fight for your children. Your daddy's going to have to fight for your children. I fought. Mother, other daddies have fought. We will continue fighting. Hallelujah. It's a warfare. Is it indeed? I like General Patton, Brother Bram said, and go tell. Go tell, my disciples. Go tell. <laughs> Pat, General Patton, I love this quote. When General Patton lost a bunch of soldiers, he sent back and he said, I want some more. Want some more. And they sent him up some more. And he got them killed. I love the vernacular. And he got them killed. And he set for some more. And when he got the third bunch up there, every time a bullet would whine, they'd run undercover. Then General Patton wrote another message back to headquarters. Send me men. One of them. Amen. He's a my five-star general. He doesn't, he doesn't call mamsie pamsies. He calls men and women of God. Not people that run away at every trial and tribulation, but they reach out and touch the master, knowing the master's in control of every situation. People run, people go, people cry, people whine. Grow up. Why cry? Speak. We're, we're way past the seals now, saints. We're men and women of God. He said, send me up some men, not kids. God wants men. He said, I want men that's ready to die. Oh, oh my. Sounds like a recruitment today. He, God is calling for men and women that are willing to die for this Holy Ghost gospel. 
willing to get their lamp set on fire. They will take a hold of God's word and not let him go. Hallelujah. Send me men. Do not send me kids. I don't want somebody that's afraid to die. If the cause we're fighting for is worthy to die for, then they don't want to die. Keep them away from me. No wonder he is quite a general. General Patton. He said to him, Brother Brown makes a reference to it. He said, well, you lost this battle. And he looks at them and says, I might have lost the battle, but I haven't lost the war. You might have gotten down. You might have had an issue. But you're not over. You're not down and out. There's a courage in that seed that says, I need Jesus. I need him to touch me. Yeah, people remember 30, 40 years ago, but where is their Jesus today? They live on past experience, not giving me a present experience. I remember back when. I remember yesterday. I remember Wednesday night. I remember last Sunday. I remember where I was and who I was speaking to. Do you? Yes, we do. We don't have spiritual amnesia. We've got the mind of God. Amen. Why? Because our inspiration, the prophet said, comes from that immortal realm of God, which is your sixth sense, which is God's faith. Wow. Musicians, please come. And they overcame this tree of good and evil. They overcame this devil. Come on, you might as well tell it like it is. Brother Bram said, if the tree of life was a person, there is a person, and that's the devil himself. But my Bible says we overcame him by the words of our mouth and by the blood of the Lamb, we have overcome. Overcome my blood issue. Overcome what you have need of this morning. Once a sinner far from Jesus, <laughs> I was perishing with pride. Man, I'm going to preach on that one time. Pride. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible demon. People don't even come back to the Lord because of pride. Mm-hmm. And they got nothing to be proud about. That's the deception of Satan. But this little woman came in humility. She came behind Jesus, and she said, I just need to touch the hem of his garment. She had to get real low. Part, she had to part the crowd. She had to do something, surely. She knew if she could just touch him. Her super sense stepped into gear. The crowd could have looked at her like they did me. You're an insane, Tom. You're going down to that little house meeting? You're insane. Look what you're saying. You don't even like partying anymore. You've lost your mind, Tom. I said, you're right. And I'm so glad. I lost my mind. 
but I'm not the one that's insane. I've been given a new mind. You're insane by lifting up your hands. You're insane by saying glory to God. You're insane by saying, Jesus, Jesus, touch me, Jesus. It's not insanity. It's reality. I had a person that came in contact with a friend of mine a few years back. They were witnessing about Bible Way, and they were asking about Ken Ardeal and saying, is Ken Ardeal still serving God? Once Jesus really touched me. And that person said, yep, he's still serving God. And by the way, Tom, of course, is serving God too. They said, what? We hadn't heard about that. Tom Ray, are you crazy? Well, he said, not only is he serving God, he's one of the associate pastors. Well, the, the guy just walked away stunned. Said, not Tom Ray. Not Tom Ray. Maybe Ken Ardeal, but not Tom Ray. <laughs> then Jesus touched me. <laughs> I was blind, but now I see because Jesus touched me. <laughs> Do you have that song, honey? Are you going to help me sing it? Are you singing it? And Ryan? Good. Okay. Would you mind we just, just before we pray, just had a little song to go along with this little message. It really touched me. Oh, praise his name. Thank God I now can say. 
give him a praise offering this morning. Somebody touched us, Alice. Somebody touched us. He still keeps touching us. Touch me, Lord. Touch me this morning. Touch my soul. Make me whole. Give me a joy, Lord, that I've not experienced. The joy in Christ. Take away the bitterness, the hurts, the disappointments, Lord. Take them all away. Brush them away. Sing that first verse one more time, honey. Many years. Many years he walked in darkness as he groped along the streets with his hands stretched out for pennies or just a bite to eat. It's the story of the blind man who met Jesus on his way. Touch the man looked up as the scoffers heard him say, Somebody touched me, somebody touched me. I was blind, but praise his name. I now can see. somebody here that needs a touch from the master say, I've given my life to Christ I haven't surrendered yet I just want to reach out to him and let the high priest touch me maybe there's somebody here that wants to surrender to Christ make you do something that your five senses wouldn't even want you to do a sixth sense kicks in you start to think different you start to do things different you say, Jesus, would you come by my, my abode, my house, my person? Touch me, Lord. Save my soul. Let's bow our heads. I wonder what it was like, Lord, when the full realization of that touch came.
She probably sat there for a while, pondered it. Twelve years of just agony. But Lord, you turned her world around. We were in such darkness, in such turmoil. But Lord, you came by our way. He came by my way. Come by all of our way again, Lord. I wonder what kind of testimony service they had once the lepers were cleansed and the men of the pool of Bethesda and the blind boy and all those that were healed. I wonder what kind of a testimony they had in their church. As we've seen some of our loved ones come back and those we don't know come in and children baptized, Lord. It's taken a little while to take it all in. But now I see you're doing something special for us. And we're thankful for that. Lord, I know there'll be many people up to be here this morning that aren't. I pray that the presence of God that's here would be with them. Minister to their families, their children. Minister to this church, Lord. The people have given so much, but we want to give more, Lord. We're willing to die for this Holy Ghost gospel. Willing to lay down all for it, Lord. We're not running from it. We're running to it. Use us in a greater way. May families experience, Lord, a presence that they've not even recognized before. May become richer, deeper, sweeter. For every individual, every sister, every brother. Father, I'm asking that the grace of God go with your people. I've kept them long this morning. For that, I'm sorry. But I pray that the precious Holy Spirit will touch each and every one, Lord. In Jesus' name. For he knew. For he
God bless you. God be with you. Just remember, I'll pass by your way anytime you want to reach out and touch the Lord. You want to rededicate your life? Just reach out to Him. I believe He's passed by your way this morning. And I trust that the Holy Spirit has spoken and dealt and moved in your souls. We love you with a great love. And I pray that this Jesus called Christ, this lovely Lord God, this one that we can't praise enough, becomes such a reality in your life. Drive you. Brother Bram said the angels are now driving us back to this tree of life drive you back into that supernatural realm of Almighty God. You're dismissed. God bless you. Till we meet again, we'll see you, Lord willing, on Wednesday night. Unless you want another service right now, Brother Murphy will be ready. All right. Well, if you want to just bask in his presence why don't you just do that why don't you do the healer of the broken pieces
at the 